This is the Yob ConvoCast. One-on-one conversations with your other brother's authors, community members, supporters, and friends. What's up, friends, and welcome back to the Yob ConvoCast conversations with beloved humans in this big, wonderful family that we call your other brothers. And these are special occasions because I always enjoy, you know, don't get me wrong. I love it when we talk to people we've already met a million times and know them a thousand times over. Um, I won't name names, but we, we know those people. We love those people. It's always great to hear from those people. But something I really love is when we hear from someone we've never heard from before on these airwaves, on these uh, podcast productions. Uh, so I'm f- super thrilled that this person said yes. I've gotten to see him at multiple retreats. Um, I've seen him outside of retreat functions. He's been in our community for a good good while now. Um, just a very amazing human. I'm lo- I love that we get to talk to this person <laughs> as he makes a face. <laughs> you are an amazing human. It's my other brother and yours, Adam. What's up, Adam? Hey, Tom. How are you? I'm so well. I'm a little hot, if I'm honest, because I we were in the thick of summer here in North Carolina, and I have no air conditioning, and I, I turn off fans, I close windows to preserve the sound quality for these recordings. So so I'm, I'm sweating, I'm hot, but I'm, other than that, I'm so excited to talk to you. Yeah, listen, the sacrifices you make for us, Tom, they never end. They never end. <laughs> that's, that's right up there with, uh, you know, pursuing Jesus with a traditional sexual ethic. There's lots of sacrifices I make, but this is right up there. Um, Adam, I'm so excited to see you virtually because I just got to see you in person. We we had this awesome little camp out. We got to hang out together um, for like a solid two or three days. And it was honestly one of the highlights of my year. It was such a fun little camping trip. Yeah, it was great. I mean, despite the fact that I feel like it rained, I don't know, like 70% of the weekend. Didn't the rain bond us though, especially at the beginning? <laughs> Yeah, I did. It did. Listen, we it had to really work did. together to set up this site with all the rain going on. It's, you know, team team building activities for sure. We had to like, yeah, set up tarps and shelter and we had, and we played this little, I wouldn't even call it a board game. It was like a get to know you card game sort of thing. And so there was no winner or anything like that. So, so we just got to like learn random icebreaker questions about each other. And that was really fun. And so, yeah, I think, I think the rain, rain is always good for that. For anyone who thinks rain is a damper on outdoor activities, like it can... It can bring you closer together. It certainly did at our first job retreat. You weren't there for that, Adam, but in 2018, our first job retreat, it was a monsoon basically for 80% of the weekend and and it bonded us. There's no other way to describe it. So, so we got a yes, little taste look, of that. God, God makes all things for his, his glory, right? Mm. Isn't that a verse that people often quote? So. He does. He does. <laughs> so for anyone <laughs> listening and you're worried, you're worried about the threat of rain at your event that's coming up, whatever it is, maybe it's meant to bond you closer with your fellow humans. Who knows? <laughs> trust, trust the Lord. Let it rain. Um, Adam, tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, we're going to talk, we're, we're doing this series about spanning the spectrum, about all these different sexual identities within our community. Before we get to that, though, I just thought I'd give the floor to you for a little bit and just share, who are you? How did you find Yob? How did you get here? Um, anything you feel like sharing just so we get to meet you a little bit before before we learn how you identify and all that juicy stuff. Yeah, woo. Um, so I'm a 30-something year old. I live uh, right outside of Philadelphia in Pennsylvania. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Um, I've been a part of Yob for about over two years now. Um, I joined in April of 2021 um, and uh, I've been on two retreats. 
Um, haven't been on a Zoom room, despite the fact that I've been in the Zoom room, like, tier for, I don't even know how long now, but, like, it never falls on days that work for my schedule or something. Oh, so, really? like, I feel like I'm, like, a Zoom lurker because I'm technically could be in them, but I haven't been to a single one mm-hmm. yet. But here I am on a mm-hmm. podcast, so you know something you something. you like leapfrogged you leapfrogged zoom room straight to the podcast <laughs> you're talking to me on the podcast so there you go that's all you need yeah 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 listen this is this gets me more exposure you know that's what i'm all about my exposure uh-huh. <laughs> yes absolutely Just that's so kidding. fun no, I love, and I love that you're from Pennsylvania, my good old stomping grounds. Like I love, we have, we have a growing number of, of Pennsylvania community members and that just makes my heart so glad. So I'm glad you get to be on this podcast today to represent, we don't, in general, actually, we don't get many people representing the entire Northeast, let alone the state of Pennsylvania. So I hope you're ready to represent not just Phillies fans, but Mets fans and Yankees fans and <laughs> hard ass time that's a part <laughs> and red, red Sox fans and all the fans that are up there um baseball fans or otherwise just all the humans of the northeast here we go <laughs> oh boy no pressure we're great people, no pressure some of them yes some of them are great people up there heart of the earth um all right well let's, let's get to it because because you know you've mentioned it i forget where the first time you mentioned it was if it was on a discord posting or I don't know. I honestly have no idea where, but, but I've been aware of something of your orientation for a little while now. Like I've, I've always known this about you. Um, and so I put it out there to you and just was wondering if you would talk about it on this episode. And so I was so happy when you said that, yeah, that you would. Um, so why don't you just share, yeah, share with us right now. How do you presently identify? And then we'll start to explore how you got to this point. Yeah, of course. So not to leave you hanging, I'm going to do a slight etymology lesson okay, that's before fine. I answer your question. So identify is not a word I try to use with my sexuality. And I'll explain okay. why it'll make more sense as this episode goes on. But the root of the word identify is sing. That's where the root of what identify, if you trace it back, means sing. And if I'm honest, there's been nothing in my life that feels same about how I describe my sexuality. Um, I feel like if you had asked me how I identified five years ago, I would have had a different answer. If you had asked me 15 years ago, I would have had a different answer. Um, and so I feel like for me that the, using the word identify when talking about my sexuality, my sexual identity, it's just, I think that's a, a, a phrase I'm, I'm moving away from using. Um, I like sexual orientation. I feel like orientation is better linguistically to describe because there can be shifting in orientation to things Mm. um and um so i'm going to answer how would i describe myself is the the question i'm going to answer just for clarification and not to say that you can't i want to make it clear to you that i don't i'm not against using identity it's just for me personally that's just not the word that, that i want to use and so um the I would describe myself as cross-oriented. Um, it, it's also can be said as mixed-oriented or vario-oriented or other uh, words to use to describe the same thing. Um, but essentially what that means is, is that my romantic attractions and my sexual attractions do not, do not uh, match, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would describe myself as a heteroromantic homosexual, meaning my romantic attractions are primarily towards the opposite sex, and my sexual attractions are primarily towards or almost exclusively towards the same sex. 
So say that again. That is so, I've never heard that phrase before. Hetero romantic. Hetero romantic. Homosexual. Homosexual. Yeah. That is so fascinating to me. Yeah. And thanks for that clarification. You know, everyone's going to answer this question differently. So it's fun to just, uh, explore again the thirty thousand foot view like everyone in yab surely must be the same but then you get down to ground level and it's like a lot of similarities a lot of a lot of commonalities for sure but difference differences in nomenclature vocabulary and how we put words to all of these feelings that we have and all these experiences that we have so um that is so interesting to me because when you posted about that again wherever you posted about that back in the day a year ago two years ago whenever that was wherever that was um I had never heard of such a thing. I was like, wow, that is so fascinating. I think it created a decent discussion. And um, I'm just wondering, yeah, I mean, you see the sand, the sand is falling. So, you know, we have, we have the time that we have, but I'm curious how you got to there. Cause like, I can't imagine that was just something you figured out in a day. Like that must've been a journey figuring that out. Oh, it was definitely a journey. Um, Thanks. Thanks to the internet uh, for the assist here on this one. But yeah, I can't, I, I have no recollection of when I specifically came across that phrase. I want to say it was at least like in the last five to 10 years. I think I just realized that the, the words out there, something like gay or bisexual, which had been words I had used to describe myself in the past, just like didn't fit perfectly. Like just felt like there was something missing about using those terms and reading and talking to people who identified those ways and just finding that like my experiences didn't exactly match up perfectly with theirs. And so I was like, there just, there has to be something different. Like, there has to be a, a better way to describe this. And so I, I, I feel like I probably just typed in Google, like, like want to date girls, but not sexually interested in them, but sexually attracted. Like, you know, like some combination of just like a hodgepodge of words that I threw into the Google. You give, you give Google like an entire paragraph and it's like, well, here we go. Let's let's see what the internet yes, has right. for this. I wish chat GBT had been a thing back then. I could have oh, typed like, yeah. here's a paragraph about myself. Tell me what I am. And maybe that's the word it would have spit out. Chat GBT would have you covered, yeah, in a second. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I like came across that term and I was like, oh, like I feel like that's really applicable. Like that it just felt like as I was reading more about it, it was like, it was one of those like aha moments where you're like, Oh, like this really hits like this makes this sense. This was the term. This was the term cross oriented. Is that the term? Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. Correct. And, and cross oriented is actually, so that, that um, word phrase actually came out of the um, like asexuality um, spectrum in the sense that, you know, there's a lot of misconception in it with asexuals that, that because they don't want to have sex, they're not romantically attracted. They don't want relationships. Um, and obviously that's not always the case for everybody. Um, I remember in college, there was a guy who came out as asexual on Facebook and he did this whole post about what that meant, the things it didn't mean, the things it did mean. And one of the things he talked about was that fact that he had a girlfriend and like he was still romantically interested in her. He just didn't have a sexual attraction there. And so I think the idea that you're, romantic attractions could be different from your sexual attractions sort of seemed like that came out of the the asexuality spectrum because they're like, well, I may not have sexual feelings, but I have these romantic feelings. And so there needs to sort of be a distinction between those things because they don't, they don't always perfectly align. Um, And so I think, you know, from there you can have any, you know, cross oriented, it's a pretty broad term, right? So I said, I'm heteroromantic, homosexual. You could be homoromantic, heterosexual. You could be bi-romantic, 
homosexual. You know, there's you, there's this combination of any, oh my gosh. Uh, you know, <laughs> prefix you want to throw in front of the one word and prefix you want to throw in the other um, to describe sort of sort of where you're at. And so I kind of like that. It's it's like broad, but you can kind of get more specific with it, um, you know, to really nail down exactly where you fit within yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, you brought up, there's a lot that you just brought up that stirred so many thoughts. So, you know, we have regular Zoom calls in our community. You would know if you showed up to them, Adam, but we do have them. <laughs> Actually, on our last Zoom call, we were talking about sexual identity um, to celebrate this series or to commemorate this series, respect to this series, give a nod to this series. Um, and so different guys on the Zoom call, we had about 20 of us. Um, we're just sharing different identities and different vantage points and stories about how they came to that realization and quite a number of them identify somewhere on the asexual, aromantic spectrum. And it's a really fascinating subset of our community. Cause I think, I think it's a minority, but it's not like one or two people. Like there's a size of, it's a sizable minority in our community that I think would identify somewhere in the asexual, aromantic type of, um, of spectrum. So it's definitely my hope that we have that story represented later in this series to have somebody who, who identifies in that strictly in that camp of asexual, um, cause I think that's a fascinating conversation to have, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I just, it's, it's, it had to have been, you, you mentioned something about like how certain words didn't quite fit or it wasn't quite, um, it wasn't quite you. Like maybe it was some, somewhat you, but not totally you. And, um, I imagine it must've felt like reassuring to find this term on the internet to feel like it matched a lot of your experience. Like, do you remember the, the feelings when you, when you Googled those things that you Googled or you came across this term and, um, and it like reflected you more than any of those other terms that you had found. Yeah, def. I mean, I definitely felt like, like almost a sense of relief. Um, so for me, I, I don't know if I don't want to speak across the board for Enneagram twos, but I'm an Enneagram two. And so I think the thing that always frustrated me about not having the right terms to describe myself was like, I always felt like there was a, there was a part of me that wasn't being authentic about who I was because I wasn't using the right words. Right. So like, for example, um, I had the opportunity to come out to my church, uh, about a year and a half ago at this point. Um, and I think it's the first time I've ever described myself in, in talking to my church as gay. Um, and I kind of just got like intense, like doubts in myself after I did that. Cause I felt like I was misleading people because, you know, a large part of the struggle I feel like, or at least that I've heard from other people in Yab, you know, is that what to do with those romantic feelings for other guys, right? Like how to deal with the crushes and the guys that you become friends with, but then it turns into, you know, it, it, you, the feelings, you know, you fall deeper and you've got to deal with that whole rush of emotions that come with that and like that was not something i ever experienced and so it was like i i didn't want to use that to use the word gay to describe myself if that was the struggles that people were going to think that i had when in reality it, that wasn't something i struggled with you know it was mm -hmm. for me it's always just been simply sexual attraction I, I never had a crush on a guy or fallen for a guy um and so like it was it just it felt like i was being inauthentic when i was using those words and so i feel like coming across this term and this phrase has been just like super helpful and being like, okay, like here's language that I can communicate, use to communicate. And like, yeah, people raise their eyebrows because like cross-oriented, no one's ever heard of it. Right. Um, and, you know, luckily it's not too difficult of a term to explain. And I think, you know, even using the um, heteroromantic homosexual, even if I, I just use those terms, I feel like that gives a little bit 
more um, clarity and something that someone else is, or it's easier for somebody to understand. Um, and so like that has probably been the best part about finding the term. It's just feeling like, okay, now I have like words that I can use to somewhat succinctly, like let somebody know yeah. something about myself um, as opposed to worrying about what the, what people would think using these other terms that didn't yeah. necessarily describe what my experience was. Yeah. And I, I just wanted to say, cause I'm sure other people relate with this too, that are listening. Cause I, I feel a little bit of the tension too. Like whenever I'm speaking to people and I would identify as gay, um, how it feels mostly correct, but there's still something about the word that feels like it doesn't quite say everything it needs to say, or it leaves, leaves something out like really vital. Um, and I hope to share more of my story in this fun little series later in the, later as we go. But, um, I just want to say that, yeah, I understand, I understand that tension of, of using words that don't feel entirely correct and then finding one that feels more comfortable or feels like it tells the better picture of what's going on. So, um, so yeah, just, you're definitely not the only one to ever feel like a word doesn't quite say what it needs to say or does all that it needs to do. So let me, let me pick at you a little bit and pick at the words and see, tell, tell the people if they're confused still what's going on. Let's focus on the, well, let's, fo let me, let's focus on the part that probably most of our listening audience is familiar with, which is the homosexual part, <laughs> the, the, the homosexual part of hetero romantic homosexual. Um, so what does it mean when you say like, you're like, I'll just let you tell us what you mean by that. As far as that half of being cross oriented goes, like, what does that look like for you? Yeah. So essentially it's that, my sexual feelings in terms of arousal or physical intimacy are pretty much solely directed towards male. So it is not a, like, I never wanted to be in a relationship with a guy. Like it's never about that. It's purely about gotcha. stuff. like, I feel like it's more of like the physical realm of things versus the romantic is more like the emotional realm of things, at least in my head. Although of course, you know, there's overlap in some of those areas too. Um, but like, it's just, I, I don't know. It's hard. Um, it's hard to exactly define it without being yeah. too explicit, I guess. Not too explicit, but like. No, no, no. Yeah. You don't need to say what, what turns you on. <laughs> exactly. No, no, no. But essentially, like, that's I, what it is. And so if you don't want to be, you don't want to be in a relationship with a guy, is, is it like straight people and gay people? Like, as long as they're a man, like you're, you have this physical sexual attraction to them or, or are like gay men not attractive to you and it's mainly, mainly straight men or does it does that not matter i guess that was kind of another part of it yeah no for me that does not matter okay uh, no it doesn't okay. matter their orientation it matters their sex more than gotcha. anything else gotcha so then and I know, yeah like i said i know the bulk of our audience would completely resonate with that and so now let's talk about the hetero romantic part of it cuz actually maybe i maybe a decent number of our audience would re would resonate with this too cuz i think there's a lot of people just by virtue of growing up in the church or growing up in christianity or growing up in america for that matter um that it's like culturally instilled in you and maybe this is changing as generations change and culture changes but you know when we grew up in the 70s 80s 90s when whenever we grew up like um, or earlier than that, certainly, but, um, you know, it's, it's assumed that you will find a girl. If you're a boy, you'll find a girl. If you're a girl, you'll find a boy and you'll get married somewhere between the ages of 19 and 25 and get married and have kids, the two and a half kids, you know, and do all that. And so, um, so a lot of that is probably culturally inherited as far as this, this hetero romantic part of you. Um, so do you feel like that's part of it or, or it certainly obviously goes beyond that, um, 
versus just something you feel like you quote unquote have to do. Um, I'd love to just hear more about, yeah, being romantically attracted to women. What is that? What does that look like? Yeah. So, um, so essentially like the way that I, I'll just start by defining what I think of romantic attractions, which is more of the like butterflies in your stomach, like can't stop thinking about the person they're always on your mind. You go out of your way to run into them. You like talking to them. You want to know more about them, like more of that, like, like almost like emotional intimacy connection, um, sort of sense. Um, and, um, I was listening to your last episode with Ben and, so I guess trigger warning purity culture, but like, I feel like I, I felt like I was killing purity culture because I was like, I have all of the romantic feelings towards women, like want to be with them, want to date them, like, you know, want to, like I, I had, you know, I just wanted, to, I wanted to, to love them um, and, you know, serve them and all those things that are involved with that. But like, Oh, I don't have to worry about like sexual temptation because I don't have that. Right. And it was like, looking back like so embarrassing because you know the, homo- <laughs> the homosexual side of that was raging in the background you were um, doing such a great job though guarding their hearts and keeping listen, them listen i was keeping them pure. i was yeah. you and ben was it get terrible? all the points was i was it breaking hearts tom no mm, um mm. but yeah no like I, like i asked out girls i i've act- i've never been in a relationship um but i have asked out girls and been rejected i've had girls ask me out and been like not interested um, and so like, it was weird. Cause I was like, okay, so like, this is like, this is kind of normal. Like, again, like what we were saying about like culturally normal, like there was a part of my experience that was like, okay, like this is socially normal. Like I, I had guy friends where we talked about the girls we had, you know, crushes on and that we wanted to talk to and date and stuff like that. And like that part of my adolescence experience was normal, normal in the sense that it was heteronormative. Um, and so I think though that's probably the romantic aspect of it is probably the more fluid piece within the the spectrum for me. Like the homosexuality is pretty firmly established there. The the romantic aspect I feel like can fluctuate. Like I I feel like that's something that's at least in me less uh, established and firm and, and probably slightly more fluid. Um, so like for example like. I have recently had a crush on a guy for the first time ever. And mm. so like, that's a been like, okay, do I still identify myself as plus oriented now? Like, what do I do with this? I'm like, I don't know. It's one person in my 30 plus years of being on this earth. So I'm not really ready to throw out all of my life experiences for one crush, but it's been weird to like experience that and be like, okay, so that's new. Haven't dealt with that before. Um, like that was that was definitely an interesting interesting experience that I've had fairly recently, and so um, you know I feel like it's a journey we're on, right? It's never ending, and that's again going back to what I said in the beginning. Like that's why I feel like using the word identity doesn't doesn't fit for me because I don't even I feel like I'm still orienting myself at some points. So yeah, that's such a great that's such a great point that things are constantly changing and it's happened so many times. I mean, I have, I have so many people that I've met in this community who would have previously identified as gay and feel exclusively attracted to men. But then one woman is there and one woman comes along and, and I've known them to get married. And then do I still identify as gay if I'm married to a woman? Some people would say yes, because that's like the one exception to a general rule that's been established over a lifetime. But, um, but you know, who am I to say that, that person should say this or not say this or choose these words. You know, it's like, how do we make sense of this crazy weird thing 
that fluctuates constantly sexuality. So, so that's an interesting development that you bring up. Um, you know, like maybe, maybe a year from now, five years from now, 20 years from now, you, you come back and share, um, the new, the new wording or any, anything that changes, you know, I, I was wondering like real quick, cause this is the last thing I was going to follow up on and then feel free to share anything else about this part of your journey. But, um, I'm assuming the reason you don't identify or, or use the language of bisexual, because it almost feels like if you're a bisexual, this is how I would interpret it, is that you're almost like, like the sexual and the romantic go together with each sex. And in the case of Alex, who's been on this show, like he described his attractions as 85% for men and 15% for women. Um, presumably though, like both of those going together, like the physical and the sexual or the romantic and the sexual with both men and with women, just, just to varying degrees, as far as the quantity of people that you would find attractive. So is that, is that why like bisexual doesn't quite fit for you and you opt in this, this language just makes, feels more precise. Yes. It's exactly the lie. And that's what I would have described myself as five years ago. I would have been like, yeah, I'm definitely bisexual, but I don't really think there's been the sexual attraction to women there. Like if I'm being completely honest with myself, that's not, it's not something that's there. And so just because I'm having those romantic feelings doesn't mean in my head that bisexual would be the correct term because gotcha. it was, I don't experience that. Yeah. That's very interesting. Have you encountered others with this orientation, either within Yab or in the Googling of this, like, have you encountered other people also talking about this orientation? So like, there's like a subreddit that is about this that I've like ventured onto, but um, not like seriously, but I've never, I've never met anyone else in life. And to be even more honest, like, so I think I first mentioned this at the retreat last year was in our, in our um, tribe. It's probably the first time that I like said it out loud to other people. And I've maybe told like one or two friends I've used that language, but like, it's not language I've had a lot of experiencing throwing out there to really know whether there's anybody else that relates that way. Um, I've never come across anyone who's described their sexual identity, romantic identity as that, but I'm not going to be, I'm not going to pretend like I'm out there, you know, waving my flag for cross-oriented and, and <laughs> you know, have those kind of conversations with people. So gotcha. I have not though, as far as I know, but you know, maybe this, maybe this podcast brings some people out of the woodworks. You never know. I, I honestly, you know, I always invite people to comment on our blog. If you want to share a story, if something resonates from this episode or, you know, that's publicly on our blog. If you want to send an email, you know, you can feel free to reach out to me, Tom at your other brothers.com. And I can, pass your email along to Adam. If you want to get in touch or share some of your story, I think it'd be cool to, to hear others out there. You know, I totally forgot you were on my tribe at that retreat. And I remember you sharing a little bit about this verbally in addition to whatever you shared online. So it was cool to, to just hear more. Um, cause you can only get so much from a discord post or a Facebook post, whatever, whatever you put words to it virtually. So to hear you speak it out loud was like super meaningful to be in a small group with you and to, to hear more of your journey, more of your story. Um, what would you say in our dwindling moments of the sand, what would you say is, what would you say is hard? What, what's hard about life? What's hard about, <laughs> what's hard about being cars? I laugh because I have to, I have to laugh when we get to hard parts. Cause, cause if you let life just swallow you whole, it'll swallow you whole. So sometimes you gotta laugh, but what is, uh, yeah. What's been challenging about, um, yeah. About having these romantic and physical sexual attractions diverge. What is, what is that? Yeah. Um, and so this is going to be the way easier thing for me to talk about. So let's wait till we get to Joyce because I might have some awkward silence there. But um, 
yeah, I think the struggle has been like, like with, with the wanting to be authentic about who I am. Right. Like it's been hard to not have the words to put to that. And even now, even though I have the words to it, like I just came out to two, two guys in my small group, I don't know, in the last month. And I think I used the phrase something other than straight to describe my sexuality. I couldn't even use these words because I just was like, I feel like it opens a can of worms. Um, But like, I think struggling to be authentic and about what those struggles are for me, you know, because it's different than other people. I'll never forget being at my first job retreat and we were sitting at the campfire and I was with a few other, few other people. And someone said something like, Oh, how beautiful is it that like, we're all here because we all want to be, or we're all attracted to men or I I forget exactly what he said, but it just was like something that so did not resonate with me to the point where I was like, do I belong here? Like, wait a minute, whatever you just said is not at all how I feel. Like I don't want anything to do with men outside of the sexual, like that's just not my experience. And like, that was like almost like a, uh, I don't want to say doubtful moment, but like I was sort of shaken by that. And I was like, oh no, like, do I not belong here? And so it's been really hard to to feel like know exactly where I belong, I guess, and, and to be authentic about that. Um, I think for me that's that's definitely been the hardest part. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so sorry for whoever that yabber was that made you feel <laughs> like like what is what am no, I doing? No, he's here? fantastic. I don't hold it against him. He's a wonderful okay. person. And he, what he said was probably accurate. And I just was overthinking it because I don't, you know. That's such a great awareness, though, for anyone listening who's been to Yab retreats or will be going to the Yab retreat in a few months. Um, like th- that's why that's what I really am enjoying about this series, because like, again, 30,000 foot view, there are some people that might think, oh, we're all wired the same exact way. We all want to have sex with a man. We all want to be married to a man. We all want to have kids with a man. You know, we all want to go to gay gay bars and gay clubs. We all, you know, we want to do all the gay things. And the reality is like that, all those things I just rattled off, like, factions of our group like there's community members who would say yeah to all of that to two of those things three of those things none of those things um and it i hope i hope this series is illuminating to people like okay there's more diversity in the room than you think and i hope um i hope a conversation like this i hope some of the other conversations we've had already and, and are yet to come help illuminate that as well um and ultimately like there's this is what i always tell people when people like reach out to me or 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 are struggling to connect like at the end of the day, we all have a reason why we don't belong. Like I could rattle off a hundred for you right now as the person in the leadership chair um, and a whole host, whole host of other things that I'm not worthy to be here. I don't, I have all these things going against me that isn't like everyone else. Um, and I'm saying, preaching to myself, preaching to you, preaching to anyone listening that, um, you know, we're all following Jesus and he's, he's the one that makes us belong. And that's, that's the full stop right there. And so um so that's, he's the ultimate, ultimate unifier, like sexuality, there might be a common thread that goes, that weaves its way around our community. But you know, if there's no Jesus in in the midst of it, then what even is the point? So Amen. it's hard. It's hard to, it's hard to, to, to feel like an outsider, to feel like something's not quite with the majority. Like I have been there so many times. Um, I'm curious, like while we're in the struggle and the struggle end of the pool, like how does this affect you? like long-term, like when you look at the future, like some would say like, oh, this this person has a much easier road ahead of him than I do because he at least has some kind of an attraction for the opposite sex. So maybe there's like a future where you find this attraction to a woman and then maybe something develops from there. Like, 
Beyond the Butterflies. Beyond the Butterflies, an Adam memoir or something. I don't know. Um, do you think about that, that kind of stuff? Does that bring you joy? Does that bring, does that just make it worse? Like what, what is your thoughts on like your romantic future? Oh man, Tom, there's not enough sand left in that thing for this. No, um, it's 100% on my mind. Um, I mean, I've literally had this conversation with friends and they've been like, so like, why don't you just get married? Like there's plenty of girls out there that don't care about like the sex in a the relationship. They just want like the romantic stuff. And so like, yeah, I, I, there's a part of me that's like, I don't want to say guilty, but like, yeah, like there's an easier path for me to marriage, um, to these things. Um, but like, I don't know, I'm 30 something here and it, it hasn't happened yet. So on the other hand, I have, you know, it's like a balance. It's like living in the tension of like, yes, I would love for it to happen. Yes. I think it's, it's easy, easier perhaps for that to happen for me. But like at the end of the day, that, that can't be the end goal for me, right? Like that can't be what I'm putting all my effort into because if it doesn't happen, then what am I left with, right? And so I'm trying, for me, I feel like I'm trying to live in that tension of knowing like it's possible and it could be there and, and looking mm -hmm. out for opportunities for that, but also being okay that if it doesn't ever happen, that's also fine. Um, it's, it's a fun place to live in. It's a fun, tension's always fun to live in, but um, it's kind of what I'm striving for, I guess is to live in that tension. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks for, for being real about that. Um, you mentioned that there might be an awkward silence for this last part, so I'm eager to hear that awkward silence. Feel free to take as long as you need. Yeah, joys and blessings. This is how I like to close all of these conversations. Like, is there something that you can point to and it's completely fine if you can't. Like, if there's, if you, if there's nothing joyful and there are no blessings to be found in your sexuality and the way you're wired, um, you know, that is completely acceptable, but I'd be curious to hear, yeah, if there, if there is anything that you've been able to, um, glean from this journey, this journey of self-discovery. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely plenty to glean. I, like some part of me is like, Oh, I wish I was a four because then I could be like, Oh, I'm super unique. Like look at me. <laughs> I am really jealous, identity. honestly. Yes. <laughs> um, but I'm a two and I hate it. And I just want to be like everybody else because then I could have helped them more easily. But, um, no, like I think, for me with with having this orientation like I, I i feel like it gives me a greater appreciation um and like like compassion almost like an ability to relate to people because um you know i i feel like having the sexual attraction to men helps me in our community right like that's a level that i can always relate to people on but also like having the romantic attraction has certainly like like I said, like I've had guy friends where we talked about the girls we have crushes on and like, I kind of know what that, I, I've had those feelings before, so it's not unfamiliar to me and I can like connect with people that way. And so it's kind of cool in the sense that like I get to dabble my feet almost in both pools. Um, not, not quite as much as maybe Alex is a bisexual, but um, you know, it's given me a greater appreciation for just like understanding where people are coming from and being able to relate to people on a different level than most than, than some people would be able to and sort of play that line of, you know, I can, I can talk straight when I need to, and I can talk gay when I need to, you know what I mean? Like, like I can kind of, mm. I can kind of straddle that line a little bit, which has been, which has been yeah. cool. And just like, and building connections that way. I feel like it, it's definitely been a joy to, to have the ability to relate to just a, a wider audience as a result. That's a great, yeah, no, that's a great response because there are, Definitely people, and I resonate a little bit with this, is just like 
that sometimes either women are completely foreign and scary and just unapproachable or ununderstandable, or or maybe it's straight men, like a subset of men, or maybe it's other gay men um, as another subset of men. So like there's um, definitely people in our midst who have struggles connecting with large groups of people. And I think it's awesome when, you know, whether we, we have someone like Alex who identifies as bi or someone like you who's cross-oriented to be able to, to see multiple vantage points and, and to have resonating points with lots of different types of people. Like that is a beautiful skill. And, and to be a two, like someone who loves to help people and just minister to like that's such a gift that you have you did it all weekend long at the retreat at the not i'm sure you did it at the retreat too but at our at our camp out <laughs> like just making keep, taking care of us making sure everyone's doing okay like there was just a, a sense of care there that i really appreciate about you and so um so i can echo that 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 blessing in your life and and even you mentioned it earlier even though you mentioned feeling like a tinge of guilt or feeling like you weren't completely truthful about like using the word gay, like they're to be able to share your story nonetheless in front of your church and to share that with an audience. I remember you shared that link with us in our community and I watched it happen, I guess, live. I don't know if it was recorded. Maybe it was recorded, actually. Um, I think I might have watched it record, not live. I wasn't that um, not that present, I guess. <laughs> I probably went to my own church at the time um, at, anyway. But but I just remember just having a big smile on my face watching watching you speak just so I don't know if you felt this way, but it came across as just confident and this is who I am and this is how God's using me. And and I think you might have made a, a reference to Yab or this online community that you found. And so it was just, uh, I don't know, just super cool just to see that even in that one instance of 30 minutes, 45 minutes sharing in front of a room of people um, that you, you know, that God is definitely using you. So, and now you're sharing it here on this podcast and who knows what happens from here, Adam? Who, <laughs> who knows? knows? I don't. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just, it's it's really neat. It's neat to hear from you and it's here to hear from everyone else that's sharing in this series. So thanks for shedding some light on something that I now know a little more about that I didn't know much about 30 minutes ago. So so thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm loving this series so far. I've listened to every episode. So Aww. excited to see what else is coming down the pipeline. I know. I I... I have an idea. Like, I don't know. I don't know how many episodes are left. I don't know like what, what exactly the guest uh, roster looks like at this point, but I have some ideas. I have some ideas. So, so y'all just got to stay tuned to, to listen to some more stories um, as the spectrum continues being spanned. So um, leave a comment, as mentioned, go to yourotherbrothers.com slash podcast and find this convo cast episode with Adam. Um, anything about this resonates. Yeah. Leave a comment or reach out to me via email. Um, and maybe, maybe I can get you in touch with Adam in some way, shape or form, but it'd be cool just to hear other people out there with a similar experience. And that goes for all the other stories for that matter. I don't, I don't mention it as often on the convo cast as I do the job cast, but yeah, if you want to comment on any of our episodes, go to our podcast episode page and leave, leave us a comment. Tell us a story. We always love hearing from our listeners. All right, Adam, maybe this won't be the last time I, I converse with you on these airwaves. I would love to chat again sometime. Yeah, we love that too. Anytime, anytime. So until we cast our next convo, friends, see you later. So yeah, I'm excited. This will be this will be a good conversation. I'm glad you said yes. So thank you for saying yes. Of course. I always hope it encourages other newbies to share. <laughs> That's why I'm here. Yes. Encourage the others that are lurking in the shadows to try Trying to lead by example. <laughs> You're doing great. I'm already excited.